Hey everybody, this is Chad Jordan, Director of Marketing for the Digital Services at Sport Clips. Uh, glad to have you with us today on uh, what I'm really looking forward to is an exciting episode of the Sport Clips Hall of Fame podcast. And uh, I, I think this, is, this episode is going to do a lot of good for a lot of people. So I'm really, uh, really thrilled to be here. And I was getting ready to say with my guest, but I'm going to let her introduce herself. So who am I here with, by the way? Well, hello, Chad. Thank you for having me. My name is Kathleen Ruddy. I'm the CEO of the St. Baldrick's Foundation, and I'm so thrilled to be here with you and with all of our friends at Sport Clips. Well, we, uh, we love being a national partner, the first national partner with St. Baldrick's Foundation. And this is a partnership that began back in 2016. And what we're going to explore today uh, for our listeners is we're going to talk about what uh, what that partnership has meant over the last three years, what exactly St. Baldrick's is, how in the world did it get named St. Baldrick's? Is there really a, a saint up there named Baldrick? Uh, and, and then we're going to talk about what the future looks like with, uh, with this partnership. So we got, we got a lot packed into uh, the next half hour or so, but, uh, but looking forward to it. So without further ado, uh, can you help me understand, in two, was it 2016? Because it's 2019, right? Mm -hmm. Minus three years. Mm -hmm. So 2016, uh, Gordon Logan, the CEO and founder of Sport Clips, uh, Martha England, our VP of marketing, you guys, St. Baldrick's, all get in a room and decide we need to do something to fund childhood cancer research and, and to make a difference. So what happened in 2016 that was so monumental? Well, I think for anybody who's ever met or been exposed to Gordon Logan in any mm -hmm. way, shape, or form, which I think is pretty much the entire Sport Clips yeah. family, um, you know that he's a man who really cares about people. Yeah. Um, the people in his organization, the people in his communities, the um, clients that you serve, your customers. Um, and the well-being of the next generation. And I think that carries out in a lot of um, Sport Clips philanthropic endeavors. Mm -hmm. And we were really impressed by that. But I think um, the leadership team at Sport Clips really learned what the situation in the world of childhood cancer is and the opportunity that existed to really do something profound that not only would save kids' lives but improve the quality of their lives during treatment and then for the rest of their lives. Mm -hmm. So um, we were thrilled and so excited that Sport Clips, a company that has a public presence on the street, that people know, that come, you know, that, that the man and woman on the street know and they talk about in their homes, mm -hmm. um, was willing to embrace this because it's kind of the shot in the arm that St. Baldrick's needed to help become better known so that we could better tell the story of children fighting cancer. Um, in in the, in the U.S. and Canada um, and, well, really all high-income countries, cancer is the number one disease killer of our children. Mm. And yet, when we look back over the last 30, 40 years, when significant progress has been made, we have been able to increase survival of those kids tenfold. Um, you know, in 40 years ago, 50 years ago, gosh, I mean, it, it was very rare for a child to survive at all. And now... Um, kids with the most common form of childhood cancer, acute lymphoblastic leukemia, 90% of them can be cured. Mm -hmm. And so that proves that research has made that possible. Right. But there are almost 100 type or over 100 types of cancers that specifically 
attack children. And we need to be able to bring that kind of progress to all of them, in addition to saving the other 10% who currently will not survive their battle with leukemia. Mm-hmm. So we've had tremendous progress, and we're seeing progress in some of the other diseases, but we need to accelerate that. And for us, sport clips came in at a time that we really needed to amplify that message, reach new people, find a new way to communicate what we do and the opportunity to be a, to play a role in curing cancer. Um, when I was growing up, Chad, I don't know if your parents told you this, but when I was growing up, I was really interested in medicine and helping people. And um, this was before I learned that I really stink at science uh-huh. myself. Yeah. But my parents, are so ex- <laughs> my parents are so excited and would say, well, maybe she'll find the cure for cancer one day. Well, I'm mm. not that scientist in a lab finding a cure, but I am playing a part right. of that. I'm helping to equip those scientists with the tools they need. And every single person who's part of the St. Baldrick's movement, and now everybody who's part of Sport Clips, is part of curing cancer. And I, I don't know a more um, purposeful um, way to expend my energy and to invest philanthropic dollars and so forth because it's not only eliminating, working to eliminate a disease that's a scourge of our time, but protecting generations of kids and keeping families intact. That's pretty pure. I, I think that bring brings people from all different perspectives and walks of life together. And in this day and age, I think we all need things that we can agree on and that can unite us. We focus so much on what divides us. We need to focus more on what unites us. And I think that ripples through a lot of the the culture and the drive that I've seen in my interactions with everybody at Sport Clips. And um, for us at St. Baldrick's, that's what we're trying to deliver. There, there are going to be two reactions. Uh, for I'm, Now I'm talking to the Sport Clips team members that are listening to this podcast. There are going to be two reactions if they involve themselves in a, like a Brave the Shave event, which we'll mm-hmm. talk about. Uh, one, they will laugh their heads off. They're going to have a good time <laughs> yeah. um, as, as they're shaving and uh, heads and as uh, people are interacting with them. And two... They're gonna they're gonna cry their eyes out eventually at some point because someone's gonna tell a story on how this is impacting them and uh, and there's gonna be a great connection and stylists, uh, hairdressers, they are they are some of the most uh, uh, connecting emotionally connecting people. I mean, you think about they sit down and they cut hair and they talk and they talk and they talk for 30 minutes a pop to somebody finding out their life story and they see them every month. And so there is something within a stylist DNA that make them want to give back and make them want to connect with people. And so that's why I love the, the uh, St. Baldrick's Foundation partnership that Sport Clips has because it's right up our alley. It's right up what every store at a local level is looking to do and that's connect uh, with uh, the local community and yet make a global impact make a make an eternal impact as you were talking about the, the chance for for people to not necessarily be scientists and doctors but to contribute and be heroes mm-hmm. so now that was 2016 and was that the year we did the brave the shave event at huddle yes and where you were there I right was. and so it was uh hundreds of people getting their heads shaved in was it san antonio was that yes, a texas it was san antonio uh, and yeah. uh, Gordon, I think, even shaved his, his yes. mustache and beard. And, and Edward shaved Edward, as well. Edward braved the shave. Yes. <laughs> uh, it was an, that was a really powerful experience because there was so much energy and mm-hmm. there was so much pride 
yeah. pride from um, on that stage. Um, and just you could feel that people just felt like this was good for their soul. Mm-hmm. And Therapeutic. I, yeah, very much so. And it, it's kind of like that monthly visit to your stylist where you get to um, talk about what's going on in your right. life, you know, and it's, it's kind of a th- form of therapy. And I think people are yearning for ways to make the world a better place. And this is a very, you can easily connect the dots. And um, I've heard from people, so I should probably explain for your audience's mm-hmm. benefit in the event that someone isn't familiar with St. Baldrick's, yep. what we do, um, we um, got our start because three gentlemen who had all been really successful in the business world in New York um, were kind of challenging each other to give back and find a way to do that in a, a, in a big way. And one of them had kind of a real crazy mane of hair that they liked to give him some grief over. And um, so one of them came up with the idea to shave it. And since kids lose their hair during chemo treatments, yep. typically, that they would get their friends in the industry to sponsor him and donate the money for Uh, pediatric cancer research so he was not one to ever miss an opportunity and he said well I will if you will and so they decided to hijack their industry St. Patrick's Day party okay so St. Patrick's Day became St. Baldrick's Day because they were shaving their heads bald and that first year they wanted 17 guys to shave their heads they never even thought that women might do it or Mm -hmm. kids Mm -hmm. but 17 guys to do it and raise a thousand dollars each so they could raise 17,000 on the 17th of March and at the end of the day they'd raised a hundred and four thousand dollars and they were scratching their heads saying we need to keep doing this this right (laughs) and so that um you know it's St. Patrick is not a real saint but I like to Uh say he's kind of now yeah, been invented exactly. he exists in all of us yeah. and he's the patron saint of kids with cancer yeah. so um you know i'm i'm so thrilled to tell you that all these years later you know the saint baldrick's foundation has now been able to because of that signature head shaving event fund over 262 million dollars in child wow. cancer research grants we are the largest non-government funder of child cancer research grants in the world wow. and that is because of volunteers like everybody at Sport Clips, yeah. um, and who've who have shaved heads for us, who have shaved their own head, mm-hmm. um, who've organized events, and um, it's fantastic because the, the event preceded the foundation. But now we have this entity, and we can really drive a lot of change through our research program and our advocacy well, we program. We didn't talk about this off air, but aren't uh, stores now able to? It, yeah, they can do the the sh- braid the shave event and partner with a with a local event. But aren't they able to maybe like do bake sales or something and can even contribute on the kiosk and the, the cash register and have a little prompt for clients? Uh, is that where we're at now? Yes, in fact, um, numerous stores are coming up with their own ideas. Um, cash give back days, you know, collecting, um, you know, selling our little icons and letting customers put their names on it and then for a donation and mm-hmm. contributing that money forward. Um, so there's numerous ways. You know, we've had um, Sport Clips locations um, that have hosted 36 events for St. Baldrick's that welcome the community in to shave their heads. Mm-hmm. Um, there have been over 100 stylists from sport clips that have participated at other St. Baldrick's events um, and 617 members of the sport clips family have shaved their heads yeah. for St. Baldrick's and 
all told, those efforts plus the in-store promotions and, and giveaways and things have netted more than $1.1 million wow. for research, which is phenomenal. Yeah. And It's like you know, every little dollar adding up. Oh, absolutely. And so there's so often that, you know, you get you get approached for money and sometimes you question, is that what's that going to achieve? Mm-hmm. But when you look at you know, the fact that we have little kids who are bringing their piggy banks in and corporations that can write a big check or people doing sales in their business or what have you, 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 you put it all together and it's the power of us being united that has allowed all that life-saving research to happen. And, and what's incredible is that you asked me a question, you know, what, what have the last three years been like spent since sport clips came aboard? And not only has it kind of proven to be a leader and kind of an example for other companies to take a look at us to say, hey, if Sport Clips is doing this, maybe we should look at St. Baldrick's too and, and childhood cancer is a cause. It's kind of helped elevate it in the public awareness. If it's good enough for Gordon, it's good enough there for us. There you go, exactly. Yeah. Um, but in addition, in that time, it's been the most exciting time in research. You know, I've been doing this a lot of years now. It's 18 years now. You've been and doing this since you were 10 years old? That's <laughs> <I> amazing. <laughs> You're very uh, diplomatic, uh, Chad. Uh, if only that were true. <laughs> um, but 18 years. And, you know, there were things that were kind of considered true when I started in this work that were given. For example, um, I asked about quality of life for survivors of childhood mm, cancer. Yeah. And that was one of my early questions, like first couple of days on the job. And... The answer was, well, that's kind of a luxury. That's considered um, like a future thing. There's one guy in the country who's really doing a lot on that, and he's got a few people kind of catching on and following and trying to catch up with him, but, you know, that's still kind of a luxury. We just need kids to survive. Well, we still need kids to survive, obviously. But focusing on the quality of that life once someone is considered, quote-unquote, cured, um, a lot of people don't realize that when a child survives cancer, um, more than two-thirds of those kids are going to have a life-threatening late effect. It's a polite way of saying some devastating scar, something they have to live with for the rest of their life. They're going to be infertile. They could have brain damage, heart disease, um, second and third cancers, infertility, stunted growth, loss of organs and vision and hearing, and all sorts of things that affect every day of your life going forward. When an adult, God forbid, gets diagnosed with cancer, their bodies and minds are already fully developed, so they don't have to worry about late Mm. effects to the same degree. But when you're young and your body and mind is still developing, it impairs you forever. And so when we talk about survivorship, we're talking about fixing all of those problems I just mentioned. And what I'm thrilled to tell you is that in those 18 years, not only is survivorship kind of there are survivorship clinics all over the country. There are specialists now all over the country who just work in that. Almost every grant that is um, that we fund that has a component that's involving kids. It's not something that's just in the lab. It's this is actually a study that's now being implemented in kids. There's a survivorship component, so it is very much part of the DNA of all research now. Whereas 18 years ago, it was considered a someday luxury. As long as you keep them alive, that's good right, enough. Right. Right. And so now, fast forward to the last three years, Hmm. what's incredible is the advent of immunotherapy and genetics and the ability to put those things together and 
other accomplishments that have made because of funding that St. Baldrick's has been investing in um, has been incredible. And kids who were literally out of options and whose families were told, we're going to make them comfortable, but basically there's nothing more we can do for them. Mm-hmm. Your, your child isn't going to make it. Mm-hmm. Now there are kids who are actually alive and have no evidence of disease because of work that's only happened because of the contributing help of St. Baldrick's. And so that's something that every single member of the St. Baldrick's and Sport Clips families can celebrate and take part in. So it's been an incredibly exciting time in research. And um, we just need to amplify the message to get more people to understand that they can play a role. And it's a powerful one. Um, Which, what are the roles? Uh, Walk me through a couple different areas where help is really needed and where common folk like me could step up and and give some time and effort. So um, I always call it time, talent, and treasure. Um, So treasure is obviously give whatever you can. Again, no gift is too small or too large. Mm -hmm. We can put it all to work and it makes a difference. And that's, uh, I probably should put a link on this podcast to St. Baldrick's. So there's, they can mm-hmm. they can donate online. Absolutely. I mean, are we talking recurring gifts, one-time gifts? They can give recurring gifts. Okay. We expect to be rolling out um, uh, recurring gifts um, online in the next year or so. Okay. But they can call our office and set up a recurring gift okay. if they'd like to. Um, and time. Time right. is often the hardest and most precious thing for people to part with. But there are a lot of ways that they can help in their time. They can promote us on social media. Mm -hmm. They can help sign up for a St. Baldrick's event near them. Um, This, I'm referring to our signature head shaving events, where they could attend and volunteer at the event. They could help organize an event or run one if there isn't one near them, they could shave. Is there a, is there, I don't want to interrupt, but is there a, a, a map or anything that shows where local events are and how can we find out if there's one near us or? Yes, so if you go to the website, which is stbaldricks.org, and that's stbaldricks.org, if they click get involved, then you can go down and pick out what role interests you or you can read about the various roles. And then you can search for events near you. There's a search function on the website. You can put in your zip code or whatever. Verified ones that have been set up with your team here. And, okay. Right. And they're all official St. Baldrick's events. They're on the website. Say, for example, that you wanted to shave your head, you could then um, sign up right there on the website. You create a page um, where you say, I'm going to shave my head, and here's why. And, and you is it could, a template that I'm just following? Yes. Okay. And it's all there for you. You don't have to, no good, programming. Good. Yeah, okay. It's all very easy and turnkey. You can upload a before photo. Later, you can put your after mm-hmm. photo there. You can personalize a statement as to why you're inspired and motivated to do it. You can then email a link to that page to all your friends and family and ask them to sponsor you and they can do it either right there through the website using a credit card they can mail in a check they can give you cash for you to then turn in all those instructions are provided so we make it as easy as possible for you to be able to get your questions answered we have faqs we have all sorts of information about the impact saint baldrick's has made in saving kids lives that's on the website. You can share those facts with your friends. Um, you can start a team and get friends to join you in this activity mm-hmm. as well. There are other things too. We now have, we created a program a few years ago called Do What You Want because head shaving was not for everybody. Some mm-hmm. people are rather attached to their hair. Yeah. We get Amen. that. Yes. And, uh-huh. and so we created a program called Do What You Want so that people who had different ideas 
could implement those. So whether it's the spaghetti dinner or the pancake breakfast yeah. or a jogathon or whatever, they can work with us and use all the tools that we have on the oh, website cool. to make fundraising easy and to promote the event and so forth or the activity that they're doing. Um, so those things um, now generate several million dollars a year for the St. Baldrick's Foundation mm -hmm. and for research. So we, we don't like to say no to people who are willing. There's another way that we don't talk about as much as we should that I want to share with your audience because okay. um, we have an advocacy program. We um, are very much a leader of child cancer advocacy at the federal level in Washington, D.C. Mm -hmm. And we've helped um, passed several bills, including one that the St. Baldrick's Foundation authored called the Child of Cancer STAR Act, which stands for Survivorship, Treatment, Access, and Research. Yeah. And that was not only passed last year, but signed into law. And as a result of it, um, $30 million more in child of cancer research funding was made available um, to do all sorts of things, to enable better collaboration, to um, data sharing, um, and more survivorship work, and so forth. So it's a huge step forward for kids with cancer, but we've really made that happen. And we um, have many families and friends of kids with cancer who will travel to Washington, D.C. each year. This year, it's going to be on March 26th and 27th to participate in Child of Cancer Action Days. Um, but yeah, many but There'll people, be a lot of shaved heads that day. There probably right, will. Right after uh, um, St. Patrick's but Day. But these are events. child of cancer organizations from all over the country who come and representatives from hospitals, doctors, etc. And they help educate members of Congress as to why this issue is important, where the opportunities lie and how we can make a bigger impact um, with Congress's help and um, what what most people do who because they're not always able to get to Washington DC is they will advocate using our speak up tool which is also on our website under the get involved tab mm -hmm. on the nav bar and they sign up to be a member of the Speak Up Network okay. so that when there is information and issues before Congress that are relevant to kids with cancer, they can get the background and the 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 rationale for that initiative, if you will, um, from us, and then contact the, the member of Congress. They can do it very easily right there through our website. Okay. And, and is it like a canned statement like, hey, I support this and I want... Yes, and okay. we give them suggested text and so okay. forth, but they can personalize it if they want to spend a minute doing that, um, and then send the messages to their senators and congresspersons. So um, it's a very easy way to, again, make a big impact because, you know, we... The STAR Act, for example, just resulted in another $30 million a year for child cancer research for the next five years. Um, but that's more than we're able to commit to research every year. So just by sending emails, right. you can almost double the impact of the St. Baldrick's Foundation. Yeah. So it's really a powerful tool. And um, we're so proud of that program and grateful to all the people who have helped make it successful. One of, one of the impacts that I think... Uh, might not get talked about enough, and and maybe you could help shed a little light on it. Uh, I have a, t I've got a couple kids. My 12 year old daughter is is very uh, initiative minded. You know, publicly she wants to, you know, whether it's someone homeless or she she always wants to give back. And I feel like through a lot of these St. Baldrick events, it's young people that are really leading the charge here, not necessarily old folks like me but uh, preteens, teenagers, and it's really setting them up when they hit society as a, you know, an adult 
they're going to have momentum. They're going to hit the ground running. So uh, are you able to speak to kind of what you've seen from your level on, on young people leading these events? And, and maybe it could inspire some team members who might also have some, some preteens or teenagers that could really grab the bull by the horns and, and also do events like this. You, um, you've said it so well. Um, for us at the St. Baldrick's Foundation, I always say, you know, obviously the research impact we've made has mm-hmm. been, you know, achievement number one. And because we've been able to, through these efforts, save so many kids' lives. But I'm really profoundly proud of all the young people who are learning at very early ages that they can be a leader, that they can be a philanthropist, that they have power and a voice. Um, we have hundreds of events that take place at schools all over the country. Yeah. So from elementary schools up through high schools, at colleges as well. And um, we have lots of, you know, scouting troops and, you know, soccer teams and stuff that go to other community events, not necessarily at their school, but shave and are very much want to be a part of it. And I know so many people now, I have the great privilege every year of writing letters of recommendation for college for um, so many young people who I've watched since their elementary school years grow up with St. Baldrick's. And it's so incredible because on a personal human level I feel like it's an added benefit that St. Baldrick's can offer the world because we're helping to teach and form young people's character in a way to think not only about themselves um, but to think about the needs of society and what they can do to help meet them and you know look there's great things to social media these days but sometimes it it makes people think they're a little bit the center of the universe yeah. and they're the only one that matters and this is a great way to teach young people to be mindful of what they have and how they can help others and to be grateful for yeah. what they have and um it has been so incredible i'll tell you one story that just was um it's a delight for me because there was a young boy who participated in our events in hong kong wow. and he um his family moved back to the u.s um to orange county here in california and he was looking on the website one day right before school started, like a week before his new, you know, the beginning of the school year. And he said, Mom, there's no St. Baldrick's event in Orange County. This is going back a few years mm-hmm. now, so this isn't currently. But um, his mom said, oh, well, you know, we'll find one in the L.A. area for you to go to. And he says, no, Mom, I'm going to start one. Uh-huh. And she thought, oh, yeah, 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 you know. So um, first day of school comes, and Nikki says something that morning, going out the door to his mom about how he's going to, you know, start an event, and she's like, huh, wow, he's still thinking about it a week later. So he goes to school that day, comes home, and when they're asking him, how was your first day at your new school, all he wanted to talk about is he got a St. Baldrick's event established, wow. and he got the principal to agree to shave. First they already day. agreed. First day of school, oh. brand new school. Pitched it to his teacher. His teacher and the principal were going to shave. He had a date, and he had the school auditorium all lined up. And his mom's like, okay, I guess yeah. we're doing this. And he grew up with that. He became an Eagle Scout in part because of the, his of leadership in St. Baldrick's. Yeah. And that story has been not exactly in the same way, but that story is replicated in mm-hmm. places all over this country. Mm-hmm. And you better believe he went through his neighborhood and you know he talked at community groups. He got up at church and spoke to spoke at church. And you know this is a young person being an example. And I think for us as adults, we we want to support a young person who's doing yeah. something good. So it just kind of reinforces, and it and you and you get on board. And so. I think um, the young people of today, our kids, are probably our most effective mm-hmm. leaders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I see that at, at a local level as well. Uh, in the town where I live, it's, it seems to be a 
preteen and teenager driven. I mean, we've got great uh, VEOs, I think you call them. Yes. Volunteer event organizers. Uh, but uh, it seems like the, the, the kiddos are the ones really uh, carrying the baton. So you, uh, and we're almost, I'm, I'm going to wrap up here in a minute, but I, I want to find out a little bit about you and uh, why you're passionate about this and where you, I mean, how to, obviously you didn't just pick up the paper and see that their CEO wanted for St. Baldry's Foundation. I mean, something led you here. There was a path. Uh, can you kind of give me a little bit of your background and how you wound up here? Sure. Well, I had spent my whole world or my whole career in the philanthropic world mm-hmm. and um, in fundraising roles. And um, I because mentioned you're earlier, so good at it, or because the, the, there was I there think, ever anything that you just wanted to connect with that there was something that, that so was driving I was, you? My whole life, I was very cause motivated. Okay. I got involved in various things, helping people mm-hmm. in like junior high school, mm-hmm. and um, you know I started volunteering in in hospitals in my freshman year of high school okay. and so i got a lot of exposure to sick kids but earlier than that i'd wanted to be a doctor a pediatrician or mm-hmm. an obstetrician and you know high school science kind of taught me you need yeah. to find a new way to help people because mm-hmm. this isn't it <laughs> and mm-hmm. so i you know it, it was just kind of a natural for me in my in my um, university environment i went to loyola marymount university and it was very much service oriented yeah. and i had a lot of opportunities there to be exposed to things and um, just found my path and went into the nonprofit sector out of college and but I'd never really felt like I truly found my place until one day um, I got a call from a search consultant a headhunter Mm -hmm. who said um, you know I've got a job for you and um, it's in child cancer research and I said Tell them I'll take the job. <laughs> wait, wait, you don't know what we're offering I, you yet. Yeah, right. It doesn't and matter. they're like, you have to interview. And I'm like, tell them I'll take the job because I had, um, you know, it dovetailed obviously with my love for children and yeah. my desire to see them healthy and strong. But in the interim years, I had had a lot of friends and family members who had fought cancer mm-hmm. and many of them didn't make it. Mm-hmm. And sadly, since that time, that list has only grown exponentially. Yeah. And so long story short, I got the job and I was, um, I went to the organization to do one thing and I was on the job an hour and my boss said to me, hey, uh, you're Irish and you used to do events <laughs> in your earlier in your career and maybe you'd like this thing. And yeah. so I said, well, I've got some, a lot of ideas. I think this is sensational and I think there's a lot and you know, I'll help whoever you've got to do it. He goes, no, I think you're gonna do it. And so it was an hour on the job. I kind of had that bait and switch experience, wow. and it has been the be- biggest blessing of my life that I did. And um, so there are times that life throws you a curveball, and I think that my my the, the thing I would share with your audience is embrace it, you mm-hmm. know, because it can be a wild, exciting ride and so rewarding. And um, a couple years later, that organization was going through some changes, and um, St. Baldrick's had proven so viable that the three founders of St. Baldrick's, the three volunteer leaders, yeah. um, decided to start their own foundation, so it makes sense for me to come over, and I was the executive director. I started it out of my house, wow. and um, you know, the accounting department was in my dining room, and the, no you know, the events department was in my home office, and my bedroom was another department, and you know, yeah. and uh you know, I was very lucky that I was able to bring a few people over from the other organization to kind of who got it and mm-hmm. knew what we needed so we could have shortcut, you know, uh, shorthand discussions. Um, and it was amazing to see the volunteers really rally and pick up roles that were not 
customary in nonprofits. You know, in my career, I mentioned that I had done events, special events early in my career, but most nonprofits, you know, the staff of an organization plan an event and volunteers get a job the day of. Like if it's at a gala, they work the auction for yeah. you or at a golf tournament, they're manning a contest hole or something. Mm-hmm. But it's staff who really do all that work. At the St. Baldrick's Foundation, we turn it around because volunteers truly are planning these events for, for their community and it's their achievement. Our staff we, we equip them with the tools and the resources they need and some ideas, but then they make it their own. They adapt it to their community, and it's truly their accomplishment. And I think that's why we've, we've had such longevity, because people know that the ki- kids with cancer are counting on them truly. Yeah. It's not going to happen if they don't do it. And, and you couldn't possibly go out to all the no. events with your – I mean, uh, I, I'll say this, because I've toured your – this is uh, – we're in Southern California – you're not. This is not your house and dining room anymore. Right. So there, we're on the fourth floor of a, of a building here, and but you operate much like a franchise system. I can mm-hmm. say that where you're lean and mean. You don't have millions of people uh, floating right. around doing jobs that you know anybody. So uh, you're 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 using your budget very well. Uh, you have. Uh, different people doing probably more than one task if, oh, yeah. uh, if you're like a if you're like a <laughs> franchiser that I'm, i might know wearing many hats um and yet very responsible with uh with what's coming in so uh so i can definitely vouch for mm-hmm. the fact that uh just in the time i've been here i've just seen they're, they're answering phones they're running around the chickens with their heads cut off they're getting <laughs> work done and uh and and with smiles too and that's that that leads me to my next question is uh how I, I can't imagine, I can't put myself in, in, in the shoes of you or your staff, that death is a reality, especially in your line of work. Uh, and, and you get close to, to families, you get close to children, and, uh, and, and not all of them make it, unfortunately. That's why you're so passionate about what you do. So how do you guys cope with the constant balance between there are really high highs, but then there's really low lows? How do you, how do you get through that as a team? Well, I would say there are a lot of ways. Um, you know, we, I think the people who come to work here are very naturally empathetic people. Yeah. And they care so deeply. And so we do have to kind of rally with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I will tell you that um, laughter and tears are in abundance here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's okay to cry. There are in a lot of places and cultures that I've, um, organizations that I've worked in, that would be like a sign of weakness or something. Here we recognize it as a sign of caring. And it kind of inspires us to redouble our efforts and Mm -hmm. make sure we're being as effective as we can. Um, And I think the the trick is to let yourself feel the emotion you're feeling. And we take a lot of walks around the building. Mm-hmm. Um, we're right connected to a shopping mall over here, shopping center, and we often see people going for a long walk yeah. just to, because they've had bad news, they gotta mm-hmm. get it out. Um, Maybe a little retail therapy too. Yeah, where they just yep, go buy that, a couple that's things true. That they, yeah. We there's a lot of baking here at okay. St. Baldrick's, uh-huh. and we are all I think foodies, and so mm-hmm. there's always someone's always bringing in some kind of temptation tempting comfort food and um so i think there's a little of that um but i think humor we try and focus when we when we experience loss and sometimes they come in waves like it feels like you're getting sucker punched Mm -hmm. hourly um but we try and 
double back. We, we read some of the blogs and we read some of the kids' stories on our website and reminds us of, of the accomplishments we have made and the progress that's been made and, and what we need to keep doing. Um, there was an event I was at years ago and I met this little boy named Jeremy who was six and he was sitting right off the stage on a stool and he had a mask on and he was very, he had just gotten out of the clinic and he, every time a shavy would start losing his or her hair, he would let out these big belly laughs, Chad. And mm. I'm like, Wait, does he think they look funny? Right, like, right. What, what is it? So I started talking to him and he said, it's not funny, it's exciting. It means I'm going to get to grow up. Oh, wow. And that, I think about yeah. him still. And yeah. I've lost touch with Jeremy. And I every day I think about Jeremy and mm. I think, where is he now? Is mm-hmm. he with us? How is he doing? And it just keeps me going. He will be alive forever to me. Yeah. Um, and for all of us, we all have kids like Jeremy yeah. who touch us in a moment and we never forget. Mm-hmm. And they give us, we know how much we need to keep going. So one of the things that I did notice as I as I toured this area is every cubicle, every office has you, not just one box of Kleenex. There's a couple, like, and you <laughs> can see under people's desks, you know, the ones that yeah. uh, the backups that are ready. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, if Kleenex is listening to this and can kind of be one of your national <laughs> uh, partners as well, that you idea. know, just by donating uh, Kleenexes, yeah. <laughs> uh, tissues, that would be that would be amazing. Um, I, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. I, I do want to get uh, one one question. Uh, we started off this podcast talking about the national partnership with Sport Clips and what the last three years have meant. And uh, we've recently announced we're going to continue with another three-year partnership with St. Baldrick's Foundation. So what do you envision happening over those next three years and the impact that that partnership can continue to make? Well, that it, it, there's so much potential. It's very exciting. Um so first of all, I want to say thank you to Sport Clips because that kind of in, in reinvestment is so critical. It's inspiring. It's motivating. It will help us do so much more. In the research realm, I think it's going to be hugely powerful because there are several big initiatives that we're trying to get off the ground. We have... Um, uh, started now and created the capacity for us to do um, targeted research based on specific diseases. Um, in the past, we always had an open call to researchers to say, bring us your ideas, and we would know what was coming in to us and what various projects were coming until we got the applications. And then mm-hmm. we would decide, our scientific advisors and uh, would review them all rigorously and then decide which ones were the most um, meritous of support. Um, but now we can say, wow, if you have an interest in this particular area, well, we can go create a program to invite applications specifically to tackle that specific problem and challenge and research. So that's new. And I think that we've, we've started our first program with that, with the Osteosarcoma Collaborative. Um, Osteosarcoma is a cancer in the bone that um, it typically a- a- attacks adolescents and teens mm-hmm. and it's one of the most deadly cancers of that age group and um, so that is a huge exciting initiative and for kids who relapse with that disease there's really no option for them right now so um, we need to create more hope there and we expect to do more of that in the next three years 
We also see that there are huge opportunities. Um, we just announced a partnership with the American Cancer Society where we're going to invest in correlative studies where um, when you create a research grant or when you are funded, you are supposed to answer a specific scientific hypothesis. But in the course of doing that, you gather all this other intel and data that suggests sometimes many other promising directions for research, but you don't have the latitude to right. go in those. So we're going to pick up on a lot of that now. And and so we don't have to start at square one. We can start somewhere cool. in the middle of the alphabet and yeah. take that. Um, and then, you know, immunotherapy has is something that I touched on briefly earlier, and that is exciting because um, for kids, it, you know, when you're harnessing the power of your own immune system, you are supercharging it to fight cancer and to detect cancer rather than putting harmful chemicals into your body. And so the opportunity to keep playing with that and f and help translate it out of the blood cancers where it's now been very effective to solid tumors is an opportunity that we're looking to really um, push forward in the next three years. And then th there are all these different um, data repositories, if you will, that exist all over the world um, that scientists need access to be, so that they can fast track their research. And we're working on some projects and trying to work with the government now, um, the National Cancer Institute, and other interested parties that are involved in this data collection to figure out how can we get it working together and how can we give more access to it to researchers. So those are just a few of the things that I think are going to really take off in the next few years that will enable us to make more progress more quickly. I love it. And um, I, I love that you didn't stumble over, well, golly, I don't really know what we're going to do over the next three <laughs> years with the support that Sport Clips is going to provide us, but you had you, you got it all oh, figured I'm out. Oh, I'm editing. I've, I've probably so, got another dozen things yeah, I'd exactly. like to say. So, uh, so that's amazing. I want to issue a challenge to any Support Clips uh, sport, sport Clips uh, support team or team members or stylist or managers. Uh, and the challenge is this. I want you guys to come up with some creative way to contribute to St. Baldrick's this year. Uh, we've already talked about Bray the Shave and uh, uh, other things that you guys can do. But something in your store. And I want to I give you, when I see it, I want to give you a shout-out on social media. So make sure you tag me in what you're doing. And I, I want to see who comes up with some creative stuff that we can share and, dup and replicate and duplicate all over the country. So come up with a winning formula, and let's, let, let's, uh, let's raise even more money because Kath Kathleen's going to run out of uh, ideas at some point if we just keep giving her money, and she's <laughs> going to run out of people to help because the uh, cancer's going to get cured. So let's, let's be a part of that. So that's the challenge I'm issuing. Can I ask you, I know I'm a little over time, but can I ask you if this is hope, hopefully uh, all fun type questions. You don't even sure. know what I'm going to ask you. Okay. This is just how I like to end some podcasts. Uh, I have 10 random questions. <laughs> there will be no follow-up, no, uh, no <coughs> rabbit trails from me. Um, so uh, these are just off-the-wall questions like, like this one. Number one, which superpower would you most like to have? Oh. See? Only one mm -hmm. to fly. Fly? Okay. Is that because you have to travel a lot for work, and uh, or in Southern California you would bypass all the the traffic? Yeah, if, if I could just be like Superman, get there faster, uh -huh. that would be great. Okay. I could do so much more when I'm there. Number two, what is your personal motto? Um, life is not a dress rehearsal. So life make is not a dress each rehearsal. Each moment count. So make each moment count. I like it. Uh, other than where you live now, where else in the world would you most like to live? 
Probably New Zealand. New Zealand. Have you mm-hmm. been? Yes. Okay. A spectacular country. Are you a Lord of the Rings fan? And you did the tour? <laughs> I, I love the movies and the books. Um, I have not done that tour oh, per okay. se, but I've been to probably most of those places. That's that's a great a great choice. Uh, number four, we are in Southern California, so who is a celebrity you'd most like to meet one day? Well, if I can cheat a little bit. The, okay. Probably the celebrity I met who was the most thrilling for me was Jimmy Stewart. Oh, nice. Many years ago. What a gentleman. And he mm-hmm. is exactly what you think he is. Okay. Uh, it's a wonderful life, Jimmy Stewart? Yes. Okay. Uh, number five, which words or phrases do you most overuse? Maybe I should ask your staff this, but. The reality is, is okay. something I've been told okay. I use too much. We'll go back and check the transcript on this. <laughs> yes. And we'll see how many times you said it. Uh, what sound or noise do you love? A baby laughing. And what sound or noise do you hate? someone in pain like moaning Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. in pain what profession other than your own would you have been good at or at least have wanted to try i'm glad you didn't but (laughs) what what profession other than what you're doing now maybe teaching okay you have any teachers in your family yes my uh, younger brother who uh, i admire he's the most so gifted and most phenomenal oh, I teacher. I bet if I we know. asked him, he said he'd admire you too. Mm-hmm. Number nine, what do you consider your greatest achievement? Well, I think uh, getting out of the way so that mm. lots of volunteers and staff could do good things for this foundation to help kids with cancer, not being an obstacle for them. Great. Last question. If heaven indeed exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? mission accomplished ah that would be awesome yeah uh and it's a uh, a privilege to get to help you and your team accomplish that mission and uh and we're trying to make baldrick a real saint you know i think that's <laughs> the thing that we want to tell god is where's is that saint baldrick uh, when we get up there so thank you for your time today thank you for every you guys everything that you guys are doing and uh everybody i'm going to put some links to this podcast to uh, to the saint baldrick's uh, foundation main website ways to donate ways to help out with sport clips if you're a support if you're i keep saying support team but if you're a team member and and want to help out we want you guys to get involved somehow some way thanks again kathleen thank you chad